0: Of Greek. Oh, the ABC's of Greek the ABC's Greek the ABCs Greek hey everyone and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek I'm Thomas
1: I'm Erin. I'm Jacqueline
0: and this is a podcast where we recap the ABC family original series Greek episode by episode
1: so' today we are talking about episode 10 the mid-season finale it's called black white and red all over and red is spelled r-e-a-d which is an important context like the infamous
0: wow i did not catch that
2: Um, yeah. We should start doing a count. Uh, Kathy's majors lemon drops, and how many times something goes completely over Maya and Thomas's head?
1: <laughs> well, for those for those who didn't catch it, it's you know when they say what's black, white, and red all over, and then the answer is a newspaper. And this episode aired September tenth, two thousand seven. The IMDb summary is an article written by Rusty's girlfriend shakes the whole Greek system, especially. Ashley, the Zetas. Rusty must now choose between his first love and his fraternity brothers, who I would argue are also his first love. It was directed by Perry Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith, and Kenny, and Carter Covington.
2: Great. So we open in the ZVZ house. It's breakfast and Rebecca is bringing Franny like a specialty latte to comfort her after her Omega Chi sweetheart loss. Um, <laughs> It's complete with chocolate shavings. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate shavings, which I'm actually surprised there was not a fat phobic comment made about it being dark chocolate. I was
1: uh, my whole body was braced. Yeah. She just said there it's high in fiber. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Never heard that. That <laughs> sounds um, like something pushed by the special K lobby. Right.
2: Ooh, I could go for a bowl of chocolatey pieces special. K. So
1: low-key that was really good like weird 2000s diet food i know i
0: love special k
1: the
2: special k diet that's the thing it was like this is just sugar and carbs like
1: and if i just only am eating this small amount like (laughs) yeah so be it yeah the serving sizes are like half of a half of a cup right (laughs)
2: And so Franny is remembering that Rebecca wanted more responsibility, and she says that she is going to give her the job of campaign manager because she wants to run again. So it's now established Franny is in the running for a ZBZ president, like we were getting hinted to in the last
1: episode. She wants a second term.
2: Right. and Casey is eating breakfast right behind them and she turns around and she says I thought you thought I would make a good president and Franny just like dismisses her basically yeah and then Ash walks in with a school paper
1: I love that you just shortened it to Ash <laughs> our good friend I've Ash. been
0: doing that too in my notes <laughs> I've been doing Ash and Bex
1: Bex <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ash walks in <laughs> this full newspaper and um, there's a headline that is shaking everyone to their core.
1: And Franny goes, the school has a newspaper, which I, as someone who was on the school newspaper, related to so hard. (laughs) We don't see what it is. We cut
2: right to uh, Rusty's dorm and Rusty and Jen are, they're trying to take a good picture with his point and shoot camera because they're about to go on winter break for four whole weeks and he needs something to remember her by.
1: Well, and it's alluded to that it will be included in their family Christmas card. Because he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, everyone's going to see this. Like my Eagle Scout brothers, like all, all, he's listing all these people, like my aunts and uncles. Oh my so God. So like they're going to send this photo wow. out.
0: Of them in the bed together.
1: Yeah. And Sal like, Twin. With his weird like flannel sheets.
0: Oh my gosh. Wait, and really quick. I totally forgot in the last scene. I was wondering where this line came from, but- Casey says to Franny, wait, I thought you said I would be a good president. And then she goes, well, I thought Orlando Bloom was going to be the next Tom Cruise.
2: Right. <laughs> Which doesn't even like... <laughs> doesn't
0: make any sense.
2: Also, it's like... It's not even like Orlando Bloom is obsolete. Even now. No. Um, (laughs) Orlando, if you're here,
1: if you're listening. We'd love to have you on. We would (laughs) love to have you on the pod.
0: (laughs) You are the next Tom Cruise.
1: But Jen K and Rusty are like really trying to perfect the pictures. And you take, you get the idea that like Rusty is the diva in the situation. Like he keeps making them reshoot it. Right. Nothing is right.
0: Yeah. Self-timer on digital cameras was always, like, really challenging, too. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, he had a tripod. Like, it wasn't a yeah. full production. I know. <laughs> in the bed in the bed
0: this is pre-photo booth like when you just go to the apple store and sit there with your friends for hours like this is where they really could have used that
2: I know I yeah. would have loved to see the employee that had to go around like every hour and delete all of the pictures because there would be so many and I remember I would go and like look at what the, what pictures were taken mm-hmm. by customers before
0: In like the pop art effect
2: oh my god classic Dale barges in and he has the newspaper covering his eyes because he doesn't want to see anything obscene. And we just <laughs> see the word ex- exposed, mm-hmm. kind of. That's all we can really read. And then he shows in the paper and it says the secret world of the CRU Greek system exposed. And basically it's just an article that dives into all of the sexual misconduct of the Greek system and just regular misconduct, and Dale goes. Finally, the liberal media gets something right.
1: I ahead of his time, like that I, I know, talking I said point. The original it, fake newser. Yeah, that talking point. I didn't even think it had been created. Yep. It started with Dale. <laughs> Dale, what's Dale's last started name? Started on Greek. Oh my gosh, I know they say it, but I I don't remember it. We should probably know that. I'm
0: sure IMDb would say.
1: Yeah, they tell
2: us. And
1: the, it there's just like, everybody's shaking it. Down. It's everybody's business. It's ta- like, it's talking about like, I think you even kind of see like, it's like cheating scandals. Like you see on the front page, like yeah. cheating scandals. Like, uh, yeah, sexual misconduct. But I mean, we'll get to this later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But that article isn't that much of a bombshell. Then we cut to like
2: a Greek wide meeting um and guess who walks in but none other than alan ruck Mm -hmm. connor roy Uh, what a great spot for him dean bowman in between
1: um ferris bueller's and succession alan ruck was a greek a greek head (laughs) and it's the same variation of the same character dean bowman is less serious than connor but by much okay i i see i see the i get that i get where you're coming from mm-hmm. it, it all makes sense how they would build on one another in a world of extreme privilege exactly
2: <laughs>
0: yeah i'm sure the casting director for succession saw this scene and
2: <laughs> right. made
0: yes. their decision based on that
2: so he's basically berating them like he walks in and he is just like so mad and he's saying like the social calendar is getting cut next semester mm-hmm. like big changes are a brewing. And he goes, you people are unable to regulate yourselves. And so as the Dean of Students, you're going to answer to me.
1: Yeah. He says the, the Greek social calendar
2: will be a lot less crowded. Yeah, and Cappy stands up and objects. And for some reason, he's wearing a suit.
1: <laughs> I know, he's so overdressed. And he says, Object, uh,
2: objection to what? And one of the things that he says objection to is to Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Ahead of his time. Ahead of his time, seriously.
1: Yeah, and and Wade was like, were you pre-law? And he we think we're getting another Cappy major alert. And Cappy goes, no, but I look good in this suit. <laughs> he's like thinking about it. That's his next major.
2: And then um, Alan... The dean of students exits, and Evan kind of gets in Cappy's face a little bit, and he's like, "Why are you mouthing off? Like, right. we need the dean on our side." And Casey's like, "Guys, please, yeah, <laughs> no fighting." Yeah. Rose <laughs> herself need to in the middle, band together, enough, enough, and it's so ridiculous. This scene is chaos. Franny hops on the mic that the dean of students was just on, and she goes, "There's a rat that's dropping the secrets, and they need to be brought to justice."
1: And everybody's yeah. rallying behind that messaging. And Casey's like, she's seeing the writing on the walls. She's, she's like, no, like cut this out. Like she, you know, read the article. I feel like, Franny didn't even read it. And they have yeah. no, like they have
2: no leverage. They're students. Yeah. And student organizations that are somewhat funded by the school. Of course, even if you give enough attitude and pushback, it would only
1: hurt. Well, I think Franny wants to hold someone socially responsible. Franny wants someone that she can ice out, humiliate, Mm. hold accountable within like their social sphere.
0: Yeah. And their house too, which I think is why Casey is also like, no, because she's like, this is coming from inside our house.
2: Yeah. During this scene, I was like, is Franny the rat? Like at first, oh you I thought had, maybe, yeah, it's like she's kind of like, um, like methinks the lady doth
1: protest too much. Like,
2: <laughs> mm. what is she hiding?
1: So then, like, as they're walking out, Casey basically says to Franny, like, this is not a great idea that you're calling for people to hunt this person down because look at the stories in this article. Like, someone in ZBZ wrote this. Like, we know the person who this. There's was. like
2: details specifically about like a prominent. ZBZ was cheated on by her boyfriend and got even with her ex. And she's like, obviously, that's me. And Franny is like, wow, you're like really making this about you.
1: Yeah. And then <laughs> this is when I started to be like, okay, this article is really just gossip. Like this article is kind of like it's a hot tea, an Us Weekly article. Like, Gossip's you on. know, like Jennifer Ann is like pregnant gossip. again or something. Like, it's just like made right. up. It could just be made up. It's just, like, it's not... Yeah, the
0: scavenger hunt is mentioned.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only things that are serious in it are, like, the scavenger... Like, the hazing allegations or, Mm. like, the cheating scandal. But other than that, like, Casey and her boyfriend cheating on each other. Like, that's not exactly, like need to know
0: new life yeah yeah Yeah,
1: that's something that happens probably in any social setting like there's interpersonal drama like that I don't know
0: 100%
1: but Franny like kind of yeah blows Casey off after she says that but then you see her be like okay like maybe you're right because Casey says I think it's Rebecca like there's all these like specific stories that Rebecca was involved in
2: yeah yeah, so true. And so then back at the KT house, Cappy's basically saying, like, nothing's really going to change for them because they're going to go underground next semester. And they already give the vibe of an off-campus frat.
1: Like, Yeah, they got nothing to lose. Yeah, they have big A- SAE energy.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: but without the some of the malice <laughs> yeah they're begging to get their charter revoked
2: yeah the frat that I feel like is notoriously banned on campus like anywhere <laughs> you go
0: <laughs> yeah I feel like it might have even been banned at my college
2: I, I'm sure it was <laughs> so then back at the ZVZ house Casey and Franny are confronting the pledges and she's targeting Rebecca um and Rebecca kind of looks to Franny with like pleading eyes and she says like you know I haven't been anything but loyal and then Franny accuses her of being suspect in her loyalty,
1: which is kind of true. Franny flips on a dime. Yeah, well, ah. she, she is, has no loyalty. She's out for blood.
0: Yeah, Rebecca was her campaign manager like five minutes ago.
2: Right, and Rebecca says, okay, fine, if you think it's me, prove it. And we get the feeling that, like, it's really not Rebecca. Yeah. And I still in this scene, I'm still like, is it for Amy? Like, why are you, like, yeah. really rallying against because she's so wound up about it. And then all of a sudden we're in, like, the world's dingiest motel room. Calvin walks in and he's greeted by Ashley and she says that Travis called and for their 6 year anniversary he's surprising her tonight and flying in so she gets this room clearly because everybody thinks i already broken up so where else is he going to stay he can't stay at the Kai house can't stay at the ZVZ house because no boys allowed this Franny thinks that they're
1: toast yeah this motel look like makes the university inn look like the freaking ritz right it's so gross and also, yes, he's su- Travis is surprising Ashley, but it's because he's going to be spending his entire winter break with his friends in Mexico. Yeah. And
2: Calvin's saying like, why don't you just tell him it's not a good time? Like everything with the article, everybody's like really like up in arms. And she makes a comment about how Travis is like surprised that they even have that kind of reporting on the CRU campus, which is so rude. And also even ruder when you remember that Ashley is saying how he helped her get into CRU and then he's putting it down even like though it was like what we assume a reach school for her right
1: more reasons to hate Travis aka Brandon (laughs) (laughs) and we kind of see like the first like Calvin agrees to help Ashley clean and we kind of see the first inklings of like maybe Ashley's looking at Calvin in a different light in a new light in a John Mayer new light he does (laughs) he
0: does keep complimenting her physical appearance like he's doing it a lot
1: Uh, yeah but I think it's a reaction to Ashley being so insecure in her Travis relationship and Calvin just trying to build her up Mm -hmm. yeah but obviously without the context of like Calvin obviously not having a crush on her she's like taking that as like oh he's he's into me True. again
2: again, and he's being really sweet about it yeah and he calms her nerves and just the fact that he's willing to clean any part of that mm. room at all
1: oh my god it was so gross what really drove me crazy was the giant picture that was crooked on the wall
2: mm.
1: I can't handle that I would not be able to sleep on those sheets
0: <laughs> no. yeah it's sad too because Ashley she's like I know that Travis won't like this room like of course he won't mm.
2: I would sooner sleep on the grass outside.
1: Right. But seriously.
2: So now we're back in Rusty's dorm and Jen um, is telling Rusty about all the crazy conspiracies going on at the ZBZ house and how it's anarchy. He's so mad about the article and she's really not. And it's
1: kind of annoying him. And then. She's kind of defending Rebecca a little bit. Yeah. She's like, she probably, if she did write it, didn't think that like this would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And then we find out that Jen Kay is the one who wrote the article. And she's saying like in the beginning of the semester, I pitched the underground angle to the newspaper. And she went through a rush with this whole idea. And then he's saying, like, he's completely from,
1: oh, for mm-hmm. a loop.
2: And he's like, oh, my God, why, I, like, why did you do that? Why did you even tell me? Yeah. And then she says, well, I have to tell you. Oh, and there's also, we find out that him cheating is also in the article.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: On his yeah. He's not named, but
1: it's in the article. Yeah, and he's like, you exposed my sister's personal life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's um, really hurt. It's also funny because he's like, is that your real name? Jen Do you K. have an accent?
1: And he goes, is Jen K even your real name? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like,
0: no, she made up Jen K. Yeah,
1: but also like still not even calling her her last name or just Jen. <laughs> Jen K even your real name? And
2: she says she had to tell him because the AP picked up the article and it's going to run nationwide mm-hmm. with her name on it.
0: Yeah, this Which- is where I lost it.
2: <laughs> Jacqueline, weigh in here. Yeah. (laughs) What's the question? How likely would this be as a, as a journalist?
1: Okay. I think here's, here's my thinking. If this, so the AP is a newswire, right? So like they will run an article on it. Like that's published from a smaller paper or like an affiliate and then like rerun it as the wire service. That's not like unheard of. I've never heard of it happening with a student paper. If this was like, an article about like an actual sexual scandal, like a misconduct scandal that was like widespread and covered up by the school or something. Like a famous professor. Right. Or like, or, you know, there was rampant like assault or something like that. And like, died. yeah, the school was hiding it or like there was like severe hazing. I would be like, okay, I could see it in that instance. Maybe I still think that they would probably have like their reporter or like, you know, a different reporter- report it, and then pick it up as a wire. I've just never heard of a student getting their thing picked up, their article, Mm, but...
0: A freshman.
1: Right. But the thing (laughs) is, the article isn't really about anything that I feel like the nation would need to know. Right. Like, at all. I mean, if you're in New York City and you're reading, you know, the AP in the morning to catch up on the, the news from the night before... And you hear about an Ohio college. College students, college student Yeah, uh, where a college student got cheated on by her boyfriend, so she hooked up with her ex-boyfriend. Like okay.
2: Follow-up question: what are what do you think about the
1: ethics of how Jen K did it? I mean, deeply journalistic deeply unethical. Yeah, it you is would, unethical. It is unethical. I mean, only because now she's dating someone she reported on. And you would have to disclose that. Like, I guess you could technically do it, but like you would have to be like the author. Usually there's like a statement, even if like you have ever been employed somewhere or like if you wrote a story about Bank of America and like you bank with Bank of America, you'd have to be like the author of this story banks with this institution. Like- you would have to disclose any personal relationships. Like she should have like a huge paragraph at the end. That's like, I was a, um, I was a, what's it called? Uh-huh. Legacy of this sorority. Uh, no, you would have to say you were a part of it because you get the feeling the person is inside, but more that like you actually do have tangible relationships with these people now. I don't know. It's not something a real editor would ever like let fly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And think going by I know, anonymous. I
1: think the AP would check that stuff out before they like, reran it plus when you have anonymous sources that's a whole nother can of worms like you really have to have those vetted sounds like she didn't talk to anyone for the article it's more like a firsthand account it's not like she's interviewed people and then used them anonymously she's just kind of telling tales so the whole yeah. thing is a big fat question mark um it's like a blog post it's more like a blog mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. Would say. i don't dog, i don't dog with a blog <laughs> Dog with a
2: (laughs) vlog? Not relevant.
0: (laughs) It was giving major, it reminded me of like the Caroline Calloway article. Did you guys read that in the cut? Yeah.
1: Did we? Oh God. Aaron and I had like a three hour conversation about, were we in Natalie Beach or Caroline Calloway?
0: (laughs) But at the end you kind of like, the funny thing was, is that that article only made Caroline Calloway more famous. And I feel like Natalie's ethics were questioned in, in that situation a lot too.
2: And it was the same thing where I remember like, A week later, I was at a party and I was asking my friend if he read the article and he was like, oh my God, yeah, that was like crazy. And he's like, that's crazy. I can't believe it. And it's like, oh I kind of think it's crazy that it ran at all like right. this isn't this is like a non-story this is just yeah. like girls kind of like taking pettiness a little too far I'm glad I read it yeah I'm oh, glad yeah. it was there I don't know why it ran
1: yeah it's definitely more like interpersonal drama than any kind of newsworthiness yeah <laughs> Carolyn anyway, Carol Calloway in the mid-season finale <laughs> <to> the- <laughs> she kind of, her and Jane Kaye don't not look alike if she um, wants to
0: come on the pod, she is more than welcome.
1: Oh, she's welcome. I, yeah, that would be the time of our lives. Um, but I will say to, to round this out from a journalist perspective, it's I don't I don't think it would have flown. I don't even think a school newspaper would take that that hit. Great. So Rusty is saying like, you need to leave and you also
2: need to go tell Casey what you did before your name is out there, because that is not cool. Um, She goes and tells them immediately and just the line Franny when she's (laughs) reacting in the ZBZ house, she goes, this is why we hate
1: legacies. (laughs) She she, she says something like, I knew you were more than just like the normal weird or something like, I knew there was a reason I hated you more. Oh
0: I know so they are completely vicious. tearing her apart. It's like full on. We thought the Rebecca Kathy room was an interrogation. This is full on, like, you know, ZBZ table interrogation. Wow. Casey's like, this is, she's also kind of, she's hurt, but she's also hurt for Rusty. She's right. like, my yeah.
1: Her and Rusty are having like opposite reactions. Like, he was upset, obviously, for himself, but also like his immediate thought was, like, you aired all of my sister's dirty laundry. Mm. Her immediate thought is, like, oh my God, you broke my brother's heart. Like, it is very sweet. Mm-hmm. And when Casey uh. or when Franny is just railing against Jen K, Casey's just kind of standing there stoically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think she deserves this backlash. Like, right.
2: it's a shitty thing to do. And especially like a college freshman, you're ruining right. your You just ruined
1: your life. Well, like I said, it would be one thing if she got that information, left, dropped the sorority, left kind of, like, no ties. Mm-hmm. But one of the major reasons this wouldn't have run is the fact that you've now developed all of these relationships yeah. in these organizations. Yeah. it's, just, yeah, you're, it's too, you're too close.
0: I did this and this came before Gossip Girl did essentially the same thing, right? Where Penn Badgley's character writes a book about everyone without oh. them knowing. Oh my
1: God. I forgot about <laughs> that. Knowing.
0: Yeah. Dan Humphrey does like the same thing. So now we're in Evan's room and Evan's worried that Jen K is going to be using names. Now they know that the story is running because Jen K also told them that it is running in the AP. And Casey's really concerned for Rusty. But Evan's like, I know exactly what you need right now. You need to be on top of a ski slope in Aspen that Mm -hmm. is going to solve all of your issues.
1: And she says maybe she's just going to hang out in bed all day. Mm. (laughs) Honestly, and I will say,
2: I'm not... Hating Evan at all recently? No, I'm not either. He's oh. kind of like taking a backseat, and really, he's contributing like kind of sound advice
1: lately. Yeah, he's just like vibing out. Yeah, he's hot. really toned it down. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: not going to lie. I was so confused why everyone was going on break because I did not realize it was winter break because it literally looks like summer in Ohio. I
2: know. I thought maybe Thanksgiving at first. Summer in Ohio. I, thinking,
0: I, thought, the, I thought the school year was over. I was like, did we get through the entire year? There's no yeah. way.
1: The sun um, always shines at CRU. Also, I knew, I'll say it later, but there is a part of this episode where I'm like, that's 100% shot at UCLA I think
0: I know what scene you're talking about Mm
2: -hmm. it
1: looked there were so many scenes in this where they even like panned
2: out and I was like that is Southern California
1: yeah like it's so blatantly Southern California any listeners in Ohio tell us when you've seen a palm tree
0: yeah or the sunshine like in December but yeah so they're planning a trip to Aspen we're back at the hotel room or I guess motel room Mm -hmm. is it I guess yeah yeah Yeah, Calvin walks in he's like whoa this is very seductive like some cheap bath and body works candles are like lit everywhere there's like a purple sheer scarf on the lamp
2: Uh. the second I saw it I said oh no out loud I was like (laughs) oh this is about yeah. to be so embarrassing
0: mm-hmm. yeah and calvin's like completely oblivious he's like oh i guess you know ashley planned this for travis and ashley kind of walks out of the bathroom she's wearing this sort of once again sad strapless homecoming dress that every person every girl owned in 2009
1: 100
2: <laughs> calvin says like you look so beautiful travis won
1: the girlfriend lottery Yeah, Yeah. he's really gassing her up. And you know what? In Calvin's defense, he's turned her down already. Like, or not turned her down, but he's already told her he's not interested one time before. Mm -hmm. So
0: he's Um, not thinking
1: anything into this.
0: Yeah. And he's, you know, he's like, oh, when is Travis getting here? And she's like, Travis isn't coming. And he's like, oh, he canceled, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, I canceled the relationship. Oh my God. And he's, Calvin's like confused still. And this is where we get this really awkward moment where Ash kisses Calvin, right?
2: She also, he also says, what happened? And she goes, you happened. Oh no.
0: (sighs) Yeah. So then Calvin like pulls away really quickly. He's like, no, Ashley, I'm gay. And. She's, like, completely shocked.
2: She handles it so poorly, especially because Rusty handled it so well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's so sad because she... She gets all hurt that Calvin didn't tell her. Right.
2: And she brings up, she was like, what about that story I told you about cheerleading camp? That was definitely by curious. That would have been a good time to bring it up.
1: <laughs> well, and I think she's like, I've told you everything about me and like you're hiding such a big part of my- yourself. I also think that so much of Ashley's reaction is her being embarrassed, kind of humiliated that she like threw herself yeah, at him and went it was there. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, and she, because I think, like, had Calvin been straight or you buy or even interested in her at all, you know, like, this could have been, like, really cute. Like, he was the guy who was there all along.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. I
0: think that's what she was envisioning. But also want to know what happened at cheerleading camp. Maybe there's a people out
2: there.
1: We need that story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like when they did the Carrie Diaries for Sex and the City, they just do cheerleading. Ashley's cheerleading Mm -hmm. camp.
1: (laughs) Ashley's uniform is like all bedazzled, and everyone else is in like a normal cheer camp uniform.
0: (laughs) But then we're back at ZBC. Franny's apologizing to Rebecca um, for essentially blaming her and targeting her as the rat. Mm -hmm. And this is where she's telling the entire so, all of the ZBCs are gathered in the room. All of a sudden, there's like so many ZBZs. Also, right. girls we've like never seen before. It's like, oh, this is a new round of extras they got for this scene. But essentially, backstage
2: casting popped off.
0: Yeah, backstage cast. Everybody wanted to be in this episode, but they're going to have someone from Nationals coming here, whose name is Tegan.
1: Franny says first deny everything. <laughs> Franny's take on this is this was a work of fiction. She says. And no one is to be left alone with Tegan or Tegan or whatever it is. No one says anything. It's the buddy system. Look out for your littles. Like no one's going to be left alone in a room with her. You're the party line is deny, deny, deny.
0: And then doesn't someone, doesn't Casey say like, what if that doesn't work? And then there's like an Franny offers like an alternate.
2: She's like, no, she says like, I feel like that approach isn't going to work well. And she's like, well, it's a good thing you're not in charge of it
0: then. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So Tegan walks in. She is played by Charisma Carpenter, who was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I think like she, another Veronica Mars, maybe. Veronica
1: Mars, yes. She looks so familiar. She yeah. looks so
0: familiar. For a second, played. I thought she was Lori Lachlan.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That would have been amazing. For all the marshmallows out there, she plays, um, <laughs> that's what it's called, if you like Veronica Mars. Oh my God, <laughs> Um, she plays Dick's stepmom.
0: Oh, cute. Yeah. So she shows up. She's like immediately unimpressed with everyone.
1: She has really
0: um, bad bitch vibes
2: right away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she is. She's like not taking any of Franny's um bullshit right now. And yeah. she tells everyone that Nationals is very upset with the article. And <laughs> Franny tells her that Jen K was a legacy who was mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And she's like, this, we didn't know how severely ill she was. <laughs> like, Oh my God, Franny.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Tegan Bretton's that, like, if she can't figure this out, she's going to do like individual interviews with every girl. And if she doesn't get to the truth, she's just going to pull this chapters charter yeah Mm -hmm. shut it down yeah and then we have this scene in rusty's dorm where casey shows up dale is so excited to see her he's (laughs) been holding her glasses from the show when she played a librarian oh my
2: god the librarian glasses in like a statue that has little hands just holding up these glasses
0: and then he has to go take a cold shower Uh, oh the fact
2: that he says says it
0: I know it's yeah, it's pretty gross. Um also, Dale, that sounds very not, you know, Baptist. Yeah. And right. she
1: she says to Rusty, should I be worried about him?
2: <laughs>
1: Honestly,
0: yes, she should be. <laughs> and so this is when Casey's kind of like consoling Rusty and she's like, breakups can be so hard. Like, I'm here for you. And Rusty's like, wait, I don't think I'm going to break up with Jen. Like, I don't know if I'm mm. going to do that. And mm-hmm. Casey's shocked. She's like, but you have to. And it's kind of a throwback to the first episode where Rusty's like, you have to break up with Evan. Mm
1: -hmm. Right.
2: And he throws it in her face. Yeah. And she says, like, Evan did that to just me and Jan K did this to all of us. So she makes it more like a you- Saying with her is saying you don't care about any of us. Where I say about that because I was the only one affected.
1: To be like, I kind of get what she's saying. I don't necessarily agree with it fully, but I I do get her. She's saying like he hurt not just me, but all of your brothers. You know, like this was something that yeah, she wasn't even just not thinking about you. She wasn't thinking about anybody in your life either.
2: And like specifically the fact that it was his sister.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: yeah, I get it. Upset.
1: Although Evan did. Like, try to punch Rusty and bribe him to keep uh, the cheating a secret. So, the logic isn't airtight.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Rusty saw the cheating too, Mm -hmm. which is it's they're both very complex situations very nuanced well
1: as rusty reiterates to casey it's not a black and white situation casey which is but like it is red all, red all over
0: <laughs> yeah it's black white and red spelled as reading red all over.
2: <laughs> and then <laughs> a reference we all immediately got
0: <laughs> so tegan tegan i honestly didn't catch her name it might be tegan. It's Te-
2: no it's tegan it's tegan, tegan. walker Tegan, oh <laughs> Tegan Walker
0: is she's interviewing each girl and Franny's just like there looming and like interrupting. And yeah, she's starting to unravel. And uh oh, I forgot to mention too, this is an important plot point. At the beginning, when Tegan arrives, um one of the ZBZs hands her a glass of water and she's like, I don't drink water unless it's bottled French and, and
1: sparkling? Flat. So oh, flat. Flat bottle yeah. French.
0: So um just important to note that, but uh, yeah Franny's unraveling and Casey comes to her and says you know we need to come clean and take responsibility this is right outside the house and so Franny takes Tegan's blue bottle that was filled with you know this French water and she's filling it up with hose water like really aggressively I was,
2: I, lo- I respected that I loved that move yeah
0: this was hilarious
1: Tegan is being a terror. Yeah, like, Karina keeps loitering around the, uh, like, interrogation, and Tegan goes... Franny, I, I need some more water. And that's when Franny goes outside and Casey's like trying to convince her. And and Franny, the way that she's like filling up, she's like shaking, filling up this like blue bottle with the,
2: the hose. garden hose. Ew. Yeah.
0: And she's like, I am not going to let any of our secrets leak and I'm going to plug those holes, even if it's with the body of like a sister we have to sacrifice. Oh my right. God. And
1: that's when we get like the idea that Franny might throw Casey under the bus. She's like someone we might yeah. sacrifice who um, was in charge of the pledges and his brother dated the rat.
0: Yeah. Scary.
1: (laughs) Uh, Bone chilling. If Franny said that, anything like that to me, I would be in tears. Mm
0: And then Casey goes upstairs to her room or gets downstairs. Her room, I always thought, was on the second floor, but in the last couple of episodes, it seems like Evan's just tapping on the window. <laughs>
1: I think he climbs the balcony. Oh,
0: maybe I that's think there's it. a
1: balcony. Spider Man's up the side of the ZBZ house. an yeah. <laughs> <just> unofficial
0: audition <laughs> for Spider Man. So, yeah, Casey goes into her room with, and Ashley is moping. She's like holding a pillow, laying down on the bed. And the universal sign for mope. Yeah, Ashley's just like so visibly upset and she tells Casey that she broke up with Travis and Casey's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so sorry, but that's really for the best.
2: She says that's fantastic and sad <laughs> <laughs> and, and ashley was like yeah I, like i'm sad about it and she goes is it because you spent so many years with
1: him she <laughs> was with travis for six years yes yeah, that's
0: years a long time
1: that's a really long relationship <laughs> for that age for that age and for that guy Yeah. Yeah, poor
0: Ash, honestly. And that's when Ashley, she's like, I'm really actually upset because I threw myself at a gay guy and, like, confessed my feelings. And then Casey, like, very casually is like, oh, Calvin's gay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, she doesn't even have to, like, ask who it is. Like, she just knows. Right. Ashley's like, how did you know?
2: And there was that scene when Calvin was helping with the Don't Ask, Don't Tell party where um, Ashley was describing... Him and Casey thought that she was going to say that he was gay. Mm -hmm. And she goes, he's into me.
0: And she also is like, she actually has some really good advice here too for Ashley. She's like, it might be really hard for Calvin to come out. You know, maybe his biggest fear was that his closest friends would turn away from him when he came out, which is exactly what she's doing.
1: doing. And she's like, you know, it's Greek life. Isn't known as most inclusive group. Like he had a reason to be nervous. Even in
0: 2022 yeah yeah for sure call back to the sex lives of college girls
2: Mm -hmm. there you go
0: and then casey also says she has a plan to fix the whole tegan situation and to essentially save zbz from getting canceled ashley doesn't really ask what the plan is but she's like all in
1: Yeah, they start
2: scheming immediately.
1: Like, Ashley's immediately like, what are you, or Ashley's like, what are you going to do? And she's like, well, I have a plan. But it's really out there. And Ashley, without even knowing it, goes, I'm in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's (laughs) She's a rider. She loves an out there plan. I think the more out there, the more into it she is. And if there's some kind of, like, outfit or, like, wardrobe needed for the plan. (laughs) really sweetens the deal.
0: (laughs) And there is, trust us. um, (laughs)
1: Oh,
2: hairstyles. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get
0: to it. So we're, uh, there's this quick scene of Rusty and Calvin walking outside, and Rusty's like, we should give tours of this school and just talk about how terrible, like, dating is, and how, (laughs) like, this (laughs) is all... They're um, down and
1: out. Yeah. They're
0: down and out, and... Calvin, he has this great line where he's like, I thought Ashley would have been open more open-minded based on her fashion sense. <laughs> I
2: <It's> fair. <laughs> not yeah. wrong
0: <laughs> not wrong um he also says he might need to rethink his coming out strategy which is just sad that he's like his whole first semester has been like how do I come out like he's had to focus on it's this so mm.
1: are you just get the sense that like he's had a wall up this whole time and yeah he's, he's been so careful and Rusty is giving Calvin advice which is it's pretty similar to the advice that Casey was giving Ashley he's like you know, trying to have Calvin see it from Ashley's perspective of like, maybe you just Mm. waited so long and she felt like you were hiding something from her, you know, it's more of like it being a secret and not like what the secret was and like kind of opening Calvin's eyes to like why like Ashley would have reacted that way.
0: Yeah. And that is some good advice. It's not all just about his reaction or her reaction to him being gay. Exactly. And then we get to what I would consider one of the weirdest scenes in Greek thus far. It's like some strange, like, theater poetry reading thing mm-hmm. where.
2: In- underground indie theater. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. where Casey and Ashley invited Tegan to meet them there. They're both wearing, like, berets, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, like, like army boys. berets. Page like
0: newsboy caps. caps. Yeah,
2: with br- little braids. Yeah, yeah they're wearing and these, Katie's like, little Lizzie
0: McGuire braids, and like, yeah, some yes. pieces are cramped. Yes. yes. But I don't know why that was necessary. I think they just wanted to fit the vibe of whatever mm. this place was.
1: It was Ashley's doing. Yeah. yeah we'll get yeah. up to that.
0: <laughs> but honestly, they look pretty cool. Like that would actually be an amazing. Like I feel like if I was walking around in Bushwick right now, I would see someone wearing that exact same hairstyle. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: but um they tegan's like why did we have to meet here and ashley's like we had to meet in a greek free zone ashley's kind of acting as like the bouncer she kind of like takes tegan over to casey where casey kind of opens up to tegan about telling her that everything in the article was true Mm -hmm. and you know that she's casey kind of is open to taking the fall for it because she's like my pledge wrote the article
2: yeah, she's offering up different ways to amend the situation. Yeah. And that seems to be the one that, like, somewhat satiates Tegan. Like,
1: the idea that somebody will answer right. for it. Well, at first, Casey's like, we'll make a public apology. We'll do more philanthropy hours. We'll cut our social calendar. And Tegan, is or Tegan, whatever. It's like, that's great. But, like, we need more. We need a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that's when Casey is like, I'll, I'll be it. And that, yeah. that scene kind of ends with Casey offering herself.
0: And Casey kind of unknowingly throws Franny under the bus here where she, mm-hmm. Tegan asks like, wait, why did this happen? And Casey's like, well, there was some leadership in the house hiding everything. So we kind of get the idea. I don't think she was intentionally throwing her under the bus, mm-hmm. but she wasn't holding back on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's letting her own frustrations like come through a little bit. Yeah. And then back at the ZBZ house, uh, Tegan is talking to the chapter and she says that nationals is going to give them another chance, but like that chance didn't come lightly. Like it, it needs to be like reorganized basically And they need a regime change. And so she's going to remove Franny as president. She says that they've selected a new president who like showed a lot of integrity. And it's our girl, Casey.
2: And also everybody is like dead silent Mm -hmm. when it's announced that Franny is being removed. And Franny turns to Rebecca Mm -hmm. in a last ditch effort for support. And she says like, Rebecca, like basically asking her to come to her aid. Rebecca says, You have been a little suspect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, know.
1: She she's not one to forget the no.
2: accusations.
1: No, and uh Franny runs out of the meeting. She's cry she's crying, like she is emotional. I mean, ZBZ is the only thing that Franny has. so she's gonna
2: have to be there for a whole other year. Yeah, she doesn't have this.
1: And Casey runs after her and says, like, this wasn't my intention. I had offered myself, like, up. You know, I didn't know that she was going to do this. And Franny (laughs) makes a pledge to destroy Casey. Yeah. I created you. Therefore, I can destroy you. That is a severe threat coming from Franny.
0: Yeah. Did this remind you guys of Mean Girls? Yeah. I was was thinking- does she get hit by a bus? Like I was thinking it was like the <laughs> Regina George, Patty Heron, like scene right before Regina gets hit by the bus.
1: Yeah. That's definitely what it looked like. Um, it, that I would have been, I would stay in my room. I'd get a security detail if Franny told me she was going to destroy me. So then we go to like the hallway in the dorms and we see this person sitting in the hallway, like all like covered up and like with a hood on and Rusty walks up and the person takes off the hood and it's Jen K and she's like in hiding and Rusty says like you better come inside. I know and she says like my agoraphobic roommate left for the first time
2: just to get away from me. <laughs> She's is she bad. in Greek
1: life or just hates her? She's like, everybody hates me. There's no way she's in Greek life. How could she go through rush? She yeah, so she room. just hates her. Um, She's going to write an article about agoraphobia. <laughs> CRU's
0: no one can trust her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nobody can trust her. Everybody is mad at her. Rusty asks, what about your friends at the newspaper? And Jen says like, they're jealous of me because I got a byline. So like, they're not talking to me either. I guess that could happen. Like, that's sure. probably the most realistic part freshman, of it. First semester, freshman, yeah. first semester and it gets picked up as a nationwide news story
2: also the way
1: this whole scene is
2: shot it's like a wobbly handheld I was (laughs) gonna
0: say that it's like why did they choose this scene
2: it's so unlike the way the rest of the show is
1: stylistically done it's like so dramatic like it feels like Dawson's Creek it's so dramatic the The, the way that they have like zoomed in on Jen and Rusty's faces like when they're talking so closely she's like I really do love you Rusty and he's like I love you too," mm-hmm. she says. Like loved, and then Dale comes in, and she's like, "Dale, she is always respectful of Dale." I will mm-hmm. say, like, she's like, "Dale, can you please give us a moment?" And Rusty's like, "No, it's fine, Dale." Jen's leaving. They break up. R.I.P. Ren K. uh mm-hmm.
0: oh, Ren K.
1: rustifer
0: Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I
2: know>. <laughs>
1: oh that one's worse um and <laughs> dale is comforting rusty it weirdly looks like rusty might get into like a physical fight with dale for a second i know
0: when he Rusty's like i'm gonna hate you or he's like don't i,
1: I don't want to hurt you yeah what was that so weird. I was he's, reading hoping hoping it he's not even reading it he goes i i have something for you and he pulls out like I've been handed these on the streets of New York countless times, like a little like viable quote or like tale.
0: The prince, mm-hmm.
1: yes, on on like a business card kind of thing, and he's trying to give it to Rusty, and that's when Rusty says, "I don't want to hurt you, Dale." What?
0: Yeah, Are that was weird.
1: But like I was, like
0: queer coding, maybe. Dot dot dot. I
1: just, I feel like <laughs> Rusty dot, is just like I don't know strategy. where that came from. That was so, strange. but he moves in like. And you almost think like, it's gonna punch Dale, yeah, and then he gives him a big old hug. Mm-hmm. And that I okay, you guys, I did cry. <laughs> oh my god, I was too jarred from the rest of the
2: scene to feel pathos in that moment. No, it was when sweet they hugged,
1: sure. like when they hugged, and it was you kind sweet. of see Dale like relax and like Rusty relax. I was like, this is really like they need each other.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. Cute. I'm gonna
1: cup a tear again. It was really sweet. But then that um that immediately
2: gets washed away by what happens next.
1: Yeah, so (sighs) Ashley shows up at Omega Kai and she has one of her famous puffy paint picture frames Uh, to give friends. (laughs)
2: It's just a picture (laughs) of her and Calvin, and it says "Friends" and and "Puppy." The frame is huge and yellow. It
1: looks like it's made of
2: concrete. There's so much wood.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and then the actual picture is so small, but like it's like a (laughs) five by three picture, but the frame is like ten by eleven. Friends, and so she goes and. (laughs) <laughs> there's
2: like stars on it it's, it's so funny it was a
1: leftover frame from the pledge picture frame she made for Casey um <laughs> she goes to give it to Calvin she asks one of the other pledges like or the Omega Pi pledges where's Calvin and he, he's a like, Calvin your girlfriend is here and Ashley's like I'm not his girlfriend we're just friends as if he couldn't read the giant picture frame <laughs> we're just friends um and this guy, by the way, is the same homophobic pledge that was in the floor hockey episode that made that like comment oh, to wow. on the sidelines. Good catch.
0: Wow, that's a really good catch. I, oh. I, I did not recognize him at all.
1: Yeah, so he's kind of playing, he was also in Han Montana, but whoa. whoa. <laughs> Imagine yeah, 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 the yeah. Greek transition between scenes of the houses with the Hannah Montana wooes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this guy says like um, yeah, because Calvin's gay. And I guess it's supposed to be, like, a joke because Calvin's so straight. Like, Yeah, it's a weird line at all. And if I was Ashley, because it's such a weird line, her reaction is not uncalled for. She goes, oh, I didn't know you guys knew. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And... Then as soon as she says it, she realizes that none of them know. And she's it's just outed Calvin to the entire Omega Chi oh, It's so upsetting. I just, I it was so, like, she was truly saying it because she thought, like, oh, okay, like, everybody knows. And I would have felt that, too. The way that he said it was not obvious. Because it didn't it, make sense. Because it's, well, it's not funny, but also, right. like, yeah. It was the way he even like delivered the the joke wasn't there. So she leaves and she's like, just give it to him and like leaves awkwardly. And she just knows it's going to be bad.
0: Yeah. And their reaction is so weird too. They're just like looking, they're just like frozen. They're Mm -hmm. like.
1: And so Cappy shows up. Rusty is like waiting outside for a cab. Like he's waiting outside of the dorm rooms. He's ready to go home. He's changed his flight to an earlier flight. He wants to like get out of Ohio. Yeah, and dying. Cappy yeah. pulls up in his Bronco and basically kidnaps Rusty. He blindfolds so, me. He blindfolds him. He's like, we're going somewhere. I'll drive you to the airport. Which as soon as he got in that car, I was like, you're not going to the airport. Mm. You're, you're, missing you're missing that flight. So they walk into Dobblers and Rusty is still blindfolded. And he's like, are we in Dobblers right now? And you see at a table, I don't even know if it's just Capitals, but Greek life members shredding the newspaper. Oh my God. There's sh- They have a shredder on one of the like bar tables and they're shredding it. And, and
2: Rusty is also like so paranoid that everybody thinks, knows his girlfriend wrote it. He's like, I don't want to be here. Everybody knows that it's yeah. my girlfriend. Yeah. Which I kind of get to. It's like, oh, let it cool down.
1: Right. But now that you've dumped her, I feel like they can't really blame you. Right. But Cappy says like, well whose opinion matters and it it's your brothers and would your brothers care and, and rest he's like no so they go in and uh, then we see ashley like it kind of pans over to ashley at the bar and she's talking to like who we gather is another sorority girl in a different sorority and she's like oh i love your outfit and the girl goes thanks i hate your sorority like damn uh... i do an add, this is not a crazy conversation like I feel like this is like this would have happened yeah at our oh my god if a similar well if a similar situation had happened Mm -hmm. anyway so then Rebecca says do you know who I am and the girl says yeah and Rebecca goes well I don't know who you are and then she she goes leave it totally shuts that down the girl walks away and ashley's like thank you and rebecca says like no one talks to my sisters like that
2: mm-hmm. Love i that. loved mm-hmm. that
1: mo oh, rebecca that was Rebecca using her powers for good and so then Calvin comes into a dobbler wait but real quick we get Cappy walking past Rebecca and there's a sexually tense oh I missed that yeah they make eye contact
2: and he says something like I don't even know if he says anything he kind of looks at her like he's about to
1: eat her oh my (laughs) god this (laughs) very serious tension tension building between them And then Calvin rushes in and he's come to apologize to Ashley. And they kind of like embrace and are just both apologizing. Calvin is like, I'm so sorry. Ashley's apologizing. And then she says like, I take it you haven't been to the Omega Chi house yet.
2: And even before this, I think Calvin being a good friend is already taking too much responsibility Mm -hmm. and apologizing too much. Yeah. Like he really doesn't have anything to apologize for except... That he's sorry that it affected his friend that way, right? But I think he's like overcompensating. Like he's being a good friend, and he's like being really empathetic to her,
1: exactly. And she's she's ready to move past it fully, but she knows she messed up. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I guess you haven't been to Omega Kai. She tells him what happened. Kind of. She doesn't. I wish there was a way for her to have told him while getting all of the context out, like. By yeah. telling it exactly what happened. Because if you've heard that, you understand why she said it. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, like the way Calvin takes it, it's like, oh, so you were mad at me. So you went and told my brothers that mm-hmm. I'm gay to get back at yeah. me. out of spite. That's what he thinks. Yeah.
0: I would have thought the same thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he says, I take back all my sorries. Oh, it was heartbreaking. I hate when they fight. I don't I ever want them to fight. Like, no. That was so, so sad. And like Calvin's just so hurt. And so, oh my gosh, this one's a doozy. Franny shows up at Evan's dorm or Evan's room in the Omega Chi house. At
2: first I think she's gonna seduce him. Yeah.
1: So, so. well, it has a touch of that.
2: Yeah, she's she's like showing up she's, in a weird like nightgown or something. Yeah. No, it, it was like a flowy top. Yeah, it was just like mm-hmm. odd. There's not it was very Mrs. Robinson.
1: Her you hair is
0: like let down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely like a weird sexual component. And Franny spills the beans. Mm -hmm. She says that Casey has scripted everything that's happened in her and Evan's relationship since the cheating. Mm -hmm. And that she only stayed with Evan because she wanted to be president.
2: And she says, quote, to her credit, she wanted to dump you,
1: but I told her not to. Yeah, she she is like, I know this because I'm the one that told her to stay with you. And then as she's like... I can tell that you're not really believing me, but she goes. I want you to think about like if she's ever gotten over Cappy. Like kind mm-hmm. of alludes to maybe Casey still has feelings for Cappy and maybe something happened. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. We never saw Casey tell Franny that she made out with Cappy mm-hmm. during the midterm week, but she might have.
2: And she says she at her exiting line is, "Do you truly believe Casey is over Cappy? Because I think she's still under him." Under.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what sets Evan off more than anything else she said. He wants to be under Kathy. In a way. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's the queer um,
1: coding.
2: It's the queer coding.
1: So then Evan knocks once again on the side balcony. Right. Of he's,
2: he's throwing rock pebbles. To, oh, that would scare me so badly
1: every time a man did that. Especially
0: <laughs> right. if she's on the second floor.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't want to know that that was possible i know i wouldn't I know. want to know like the french doors on my balcony it just could be opened could be opened anybody. at
0: any time
1: so he comes into her room and she's so excited to tell him like she hasn't gotten the chance to tell him that she's presence mm-hmm. before an immediate FaceTime could happen she's yeah. like guess what she's trying to fill him in she's so ecstatic and he's like repulsed
2: yeah because she says something like um is it wrong that I've been like feeling excited about this even like with all the things happening with granny and he said because it's hard to
1: tell what's right or wrong anymore
2: uh. <laughs>
1: yeah you can just tell that he's like like thinking about Casey in a totally new way is like very maniacal or something so her telling him this news is like reinforcing that Mm-hmm. And he asks point blank, he's like, Why did you get back together with me after I cheated on you with Rebecca? Mm-hmm. And she's so thrown. She's like, Why are you bringing this up? Yeah. Literally, she's like, Why are we talking about this? And then she looks at him in the eyes and she goes, Franny told you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, he says, So it's true. And oh my God, it, it, I, you could hear a pin drop.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The wow. silence in between those lines, it was crazy. And she says she didn't really want to break up. She was just hurt. Which I do think is kind of true. I could have seen them breaking up for like two weeks and getting back together. Yeah. And
2: I do fully think that like at this point in the semester, they're like fully back in love. Like I think she genuinely wants to be with him. She genuinely like wants to share this with him. Right. Like she's
1: excited for their ski trip. Right. But here's where she she went wrong. Because He says, has anything happened with you and Cappy Mm -hmm. since? And she admits that they did kiss when they were writing the paper which this that's where she messed up it's mm-hmm. it was like that weird week where she was trying to decide between the two of them again and then didn't tell him mm-hmm. and he he's so mad he's i got chills the next thing that he says
2: he shouts she says, like, I love you. And he goes, you love you. You love what I can do for you. And he screams
1: it at her. And it like, it literally shook me. Like, I got uh, chill. Yeah. This was a great acting moment. I know. Yeah. I was going to
0: say, I was like, really good acting.
1: It yeah. was really good. And you just get the sense, like, the way that he plays this. Like, this is touching on some Evan Chambers deep trauma of, like, people mm-hmm. using him for his social status for his money and what he liked about Casey is that she wasn't like that like he Mm -hmm. said that to her multiple times come to find out she is so for him this is just a huge violation of like trust Mm -hmm. and like what he thought that they shared yeah and it just like taps
2: completely into his insecurities Mm -hmm. and he says you're zbz president now you don't need me anymore
1: that was so that scene was so sad Mm -hmm. because you know that she's devastated but at the same time he's not wrong
2: they're good, good together in their one-on-one scenes where yeah. it's like a little more intense.
1: Yeah, yeah like, it's really good acting,
0: scenes. good yeah. directing, good acting.
1: Yeah, so, oh gosh, Calvin, we go right from one intense scene to another. Calvin walks into the Omega Kai house and he's kind of just like, he's trying to play it off in a way that like, it's just so sad. He's like, hey guys, like, I guess you know and it's silent and no one is responding to him mm-hmm. no it's one. so horrible they're icing They don't even him acknowledge out. that he's there no one looks at him they're I icing him out completely terrible leave. it's so and he's kind of like okay like i guess this is how it's gonna he be. says
2: being gay isn't contagious
1: oh my god i'm so glad i didn't even hear that i would have really cried then it was really sad and that's when he takes off his pledge pin. And he sits it like on the entryway table and walks out. It's
2: literally gut wrenching. Like if this was the saddest scene in the show. Like I feel like there's how could there be a sadder scene if there's not like a death, which I don't see coming in? (laughs) ABC's Greek. This was so Oh my god, it was so so
1: sad. It was so terrible. And then at Capital, Rusty is so belligerent. He's obviously missed his flight. He's like talking to Beaver, who's also so drunk about like electrons, electrons. like and women then, are
0: electrons,
1: but I their brothers it. are electrons in a different This is when we need the science expert to come on the pod. Yeah, I don't know what this was, I but follow. <laughs> then he's like, I need to find the big electron, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is Cappy, which I kind of like <laughs> that. Is big electron. And he's screaming, electron! <laughs> and he's running across, around the house looking for Cappy, and he opens Cappy's room, like, the door to Cappy's room, and Cappy's mm-hmm. asleep in the bed. You immediately see he has someone else. Rusty doesn't care, and Rusty's, like, trying to talk to Cappy, and then he sees the person in bed next to Cappy move, and put their armor on Cappy, and it's Rebecca. Rebecca Logan.
0: Okay, I was worried for a second that it was going to be Jen K. Oh
1: <laughs> my gosh. Oh
2: I
0: my god. Brave, but I was very relieved when I saw it was Rebecca.
1: No. Oh my god, that, wow. I don't know how I would feel. No, Cappy would Cappy would never do that. No, time. yeah. And The only Cartwright he'll betray is Casey. <laughs> right, but he feels bad even about, like, the Rebecca thing, which why I think like Cappy kind of wakes up and Rusty's like it's a dream <laughs> you're dreaming and backing yeah. like away so then the next morning Ka- uh, Casey is packing up her Prius and Ashley comes to give her a breakup first aid kit where was the breakup first aid kit that's Ashley? what I said
2: Ashley did not get a breakup first aid kit and she went through a breakup in the beginning of this episode
0: with jagged oh. little pill
2: <laughs> right. yeah uh-huh.
1: she went for up with her boyfriend of six years even if you didn't oh, like him
0: who she was forced who um, forced by the sorority to break up with had to have yeah. a relationship <laughs> with
1: <laughs> so then casey's like getting in the prius and we see rusty on the corner this is the part that was filmed at ucla Mm-hmm. This
0: yeah, is so UCLA. Mm-hmm. I remember taking a tour there in high school and I was like, I remember this.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's their like Greek row. I think it was in front of like the Delta Sig house or something. <laughs> and Rusty's waiting on the corner and Cappy kind of joins him and they have like a brief exchange about like, Kathy's basically kind of like, sorry about last night or like, a, you know, like kind of talking about Rebecca without saying anything about Rebecca. And Rusty is saying that he's going to go to the airport and wait for a flight on standby. <laughs> but that's when Casey pulls up in the red Prius. She sees them. She's turning the corner and then she reverses to back go get back. him. <laughs> he has some very like skilled driving by Casey. And well, she... good because
2: she also knows he
1: was supposed to have left. She's yeah. Like, what are you doing here? She's yeah. She says, what are you doing here? He says he must display. And she says, uh, he's like, why? Why are you going home? And she's like, well, we have 10 hours to drive back. Yeah, I'll tell you I'll everything. Tell
2: you. 10 hours from Los Angeles to Chicago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a 10 hour drive.
1: No, they're. Well, it's Ohio to Chicago. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> thought you were forgetting where CRU was for no, a second. <laughs> how could I ever? And when she says that, you see Cappy kind of realize that her and Evan have probably broken up. Mm-hmm. Like you see him that kind of register in his face. Um and that's when the Cartwrights drive off into the Ohio setting sun. And rusty tries to change the channel and casey yells at him to change it back he's not allowed to touch the radio which I
2: think <laughs> good yeah
1: it's gonna be a long 10-hour drive for them
2: good
0: song at the end i didn't know who it was but i was i was into it
1: vibes yeah it was per. it was the perfect way to close out the the mid-season finale yeah wow. that was the best episode of the whole show I think. yeah it was a good one it was a doozy mm-hmm. wow. jam-packed so much happened so much happened. Every character had some kind of like extreme arc. Except Ben Bennett. Yeah. Oh, where has he been? um what did you guys think about like what do you guys think about a Kathy Rebecca situation
2: I remember when I was watching this when it first aired not loving it and I still Mm -hmm. don't love it I I don't think that they're I think they actually might be kind of good for each other
1: but I don't I don't know I'm still team Casey and well yes of course but they don't make sense for each other and I kind of do like I feel like she needs to be lightened up a little bit. He needs yeah, to be brought back down saying. to earth for a short period of time. Yeah, they're, I kind, of, hate them together. Yeah, they're kind of nice. You know, it's not end game. Not rooting for them. No, no, no.
0: Yeah. Me. And I like that it's happening just genuinely. Like she's not doing it to try to hurt anyone. Yeah. No,
1: Except no. I'm sure. I mean, I don't remember, but I'm sure Casey will think she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really interesting. I mean, any final thoughts on Jen K? Did you guys see this coming? No.
0: Yes. Oh, is this her final episode?
1: I mean, like, I think she, like, pops back up, but we really, she's not a promise.
0: Oh, figure. See. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm a little, I don't know. I feel like I never really got the best vibes from her.
1: <laughs> oh, really? You <laughs> I
0: understand. I never really could understand what she was doing. I think it's also probably because what I would imagine is that her character was written originally as, like, a smaller character, because you can mm-hmm. see how quickly she's written all of a sudden as Rusty's love interest. And then she's more prominently in the episode. So like her character from episode like one through three to 10 is like so different mm-hmm. that it kind of all makes sense when you think about her writing the article because she she really didn't know what she was doing. Mm-hmm. She was just there to okay. investigate. But I think that kind of showed for the viewer, like I feel like I never quite understood how she was able to just like stay in this world and what she was doing exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, She was kind of an outsider. Interesting.
2: Winners and losers. So many losers in this episode. It's so, it's hard to choose. It's really hard. Because the obvious one is Jen, but she has the byline. I I almost want to go Ash.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She self-sabotaged in a way that was hard to watch. And she also clearly felt terrible about it
1: yeah like a true star ashley collapsed in on herself in this episode uh (laughs) and
0: losers like also all of the omega guys (laughs) who like iced that one guy
1: he's the real
0: loser yeah whoever that guy is
1: can't stand him um i mean loser if we're talking like really put in an awful situation is Evan I feel so bad for him in this episode like we really have seen and I can't believe I would I never thought I would say those words Mm -hmm. but we've really seen him like turn things around he's really trying and then you know his personality is growing on us or me specifically and then he's you can tell he's genuinely heartbroken to find out like what Franny said
2: I don't know that I have a word I think
1: Cappy had a pretty decent I guess, episode. I, I mean,
2: the only two people are Cappy and Rebecca. Yeah, they like, I Have give a it to happy ending.
0: That. Yeah, to the mid season finale. Maybe Tegan, she kind of <laughs> saw, she saw it under Franny's bullshit. And yeah. Also, I mean, Casey and Ashley, I wouldn't say that they were like winners overall of the episode, but their looks in the intervention scene with Tegan were deserved a sort of, sort of right. award. Right.
1: Well, and honorable mentions. <laughs> and. and in a w- way, Casey's a bit of a winner. She is now coming back second mm. semester as ZBZ president. So I'm excited to see that journey. Yes. Yeah.
0: I was just going to say, I'm glad all of Casey's dirty laundry has kind of been aired now. Like everyone mm-hmm. knows what happened. And I mm-hmm. think it's going to be a good place for her to kind of start fresh.
2: Right. Totally. Right.
0: Part two, season one.
2: I am going to stick with Rebecca as my winner solely for the way that she handled the hater in Dobblers well, for Ashley. Love that.
0: The hater's name was Jeanette. I like IMDb'd her because I was like, is she famous? And she has been in a lot of stuff, but she's not famous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we also, for the last episode, if anyone's curious, I did look up who the psychologist professor was. He is also not from the band that we (laughs) thought he might be from. from. He he was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy though, which is interesting.
2: (gasps) Crossover. yeah so they exist in the same universe universe. yeah
0: I would say they do for sure so we'll be taking a little break next week for our mid-season finale um so get excited we're hoping to bring on some exciting guests as we continue the podcast and if you leave a five-star review we're going to be giving shout outs to our five-star reviewers at the beginning of every episode moving forward
1: yes thank you guys so much for joining us that was a great way to uh end the Middle of the season. Yeah, what's gonna
2: happen next? Well, we will have to find out. But thank Thank you you for joining joining us on this on down 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 memory lane. lane. (laughs) Now hi everyone.